This, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Welcome, 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 everybody back to the Cigar Authority. Saturday, April 20th, 2013, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, inside my office. Yeah, it's really the 17th. It's Wednesday. Uh, we're taping the show. Uh, trying to take, take a little uh, pressure off of um, the radio stations to keep messing up. So here's a taped show. You think you can press the button? Whatever. Let me, let me get away from that. Yeah, anyway. You said this was going to be a happy show. Happy show. Happy show. We're, we're happy people. We are. But uh, a lot of bad things happen here. First and foremost, I must begin by mentioning uh, just uh, 20 miles south of us. Um, this is Wednesday. Just... Um, Basically, 48 hours ago yep. uh, in Boston, the Boston Marathon happened, and it was the uh, marathon bombing, which is what happened here. Uh, hearts and prayers go out to all those affected, and uh, those cowards that did it, uh, they will be taken care of, I'm oh, sure. Oh, man, I hope they're taken care of. They messed with the wrong city is what I'm, is what I'm thinking. Did you guys hear? Three dead, over 100 hurt at this time. 180 uh, was, uh, was the number I heard on my way in. Yep. So it's getting worse. They um, made an arrest today. I didn't hear. Yes, they made an arrest. So by the time this airs on Saturday, this is probably old news, but for us that are here Hopefully they got live the on right a Wednesday. Guy and they pull his toenails out just to, you know, for good measure. There was a Lord and Taylor's camera used across the street. They, they said they have a positive ID on someone. There was an arrest made today. I heard the breaking news on the way here to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. Um, he's already in court. He's already arrested. So I'm sure oh, good. more details. Good. I the, hope. Problem, yeah. the problem isn't that he, it's not so much about the fact that he is being arrested and he's going to be punished and all that. That's all. Wonderful, but you can't take back the fact that he hurt three people, killed three people, and hurt hundreds, and, and ruined so, uh, an event that had so much history right. for the city of Boston. And it'll always be scorned this way. Forever. And this is his historic thing, and there is no capital I punishment I hope they never yet. release his name. I hope they never release w- his name. Wouldn't that be nice? And he never goes down in infamy, ever, because that's what he's looking for. Do not release his name. Keep it a secret. Capital punishment would be awesome that they don't release his name and they kill him, but there's no capital punishment in Massachusetts. And uh, too bad he wasn't up here in New Hampshire. We could have fried him, right? We could have fried him. So um, coward and uh, despicable act of what it is. And anyway, uh, we'll move forward from that. Um, uh, welcome, everybody, to Cigar Authority. Mr. Jonathan. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location. This week, in Salem, New Hampshire, we're at Dave's office again. <laughs> it's not a Dave's office show, though, no, so it isn't. don't get your hopes up. Hopes uh, up. This is the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist you smoke along with us. In fact, that's part of the reason why we're in Dave's office, because smoking, although not ball, smoking is allowed... In Dave's office. Absolutely. It's encouraged and it doesn't a, day matter. Doesn't, a day doesn't go by. Well, you're smoking. Pipes, right. cigars. Uh, Paul Schlossberg was here earlier. He smoked a cigarette. I he saw was him. smoking a cigarette. Doesn't matter what you're care. smoking. So uh, you can catch us on all seven radio stations currently picking us up in syndication on the United Cigar Retailers radio network. Or you can tune in right at thecigarauthority.com, which is the only way you can watch us live right now. Ah. 
on Wednesday afternoon. And you know what? I didn't even have a chance to put anything on there and tease anybody, so there's it's probably nobody a, there. It's been a brutally busy, busy week so oh far. Oh, my God. Uh, our podcast is available at any time right at thecigarauthority.com. It's also available on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And I heard from Jim Robinson a couple times this week, and uh, they, they've got the cigar station going on twice on Sundays, Beautiful. 11 to 1, 11 to 1. Beautiful. So uh, got a uh, new issue of Cigar Journal came in the okay. mail. Now, before you go about who's on the cover, yeah, I took out the sound effect that would get me in trouble Good. because I find her very attractive. She is very attractive. That's, that's Inez and Lito Gomez, La Flor Dominicana. And um, I like this magazine. And as I read it, um, I, I think their tastes are more to my uh, liking. I, we're pretty right on when it came to it. As far as the education in here, great stories. I learn things. Yeah. I mean, I am the cigar authority. I, I know a lot of stuff. But you never know everything. You can't know everything. And there's uh, some great articles in here, and we'll talk about it. I'm going to pick apart this magazine in a good way. Uh, Plus, did, you can they, learn another language because it's published in two that, languages. That's right. So uh, I think they, they do a great job anyway. And, and they put cigar celebrities on the cover. They do. Not just celebrities, but these are cigar celebrities. <laughs> and this is Lito Gomez and Inez uh, his wife, and this is La Flor Dominicana, and we're going to smoke a La Flor Dominicana. Actually, they picked the right issue to put them on the cover because the La Flor Dominicana Mysterio was the highest rated. They have two highest rated cigars in here. Actually, they have four, two of them legal products that we can sell, two of them are Cubans, and two legal products, all that got a 94 rating. Big number, 94. That's a big number. You don't see a lot of that to begin with, and for them to get four in one issue. Wow. So we're going to smoke both of the cigars that got the 94, and one of them is the Flor Dominicana Mysterio. Now, there's two Mysterios, and I was all geared up for this. I said, okay, those are what we're going to smoke. Here's the Mysterio that I'm smoking, those that are watching on the TV. What do you call this? Whatever. Webcast. Webcast. Um, here's a Mysterio, and you have a, um, I would say, a sun-grown wrapper with uh, black pigtails at the end. This is a Figurado, those that are listening on there. It's a Figurado pointed from one end and pointed at the other in a 52 ring gauge, 54 ring gauge. I believe it is 52. 52 uh, in the center. Uh, this is a work of art. Boy, um, they, they not only put um, the black ends of each thing, but they got a little rope going around the top and a little head. What a shame to, to, to cut it. Pass these out. How do they accomplish that with the black? It's a different wrapper. Um, and they... Thank you. you know, but non-benotes to me years ago that they actually came out with the opposite. They came out with one that would have the all Maduro and the two ends of sun-grown. And this one is all sun-grown with the two ends being Maduro. Um, the one that gets the rating, unfortunately, is not the one we're smoking here. I thought it was going to be, but it's not because we don't have it. It's, it's so, so hard to get. All the La Flor Dominicana Maduro stuff, uh, Oscuro, they call it, yeah. um, all the Oscuro, um, very, very dark tobacco, that stuff, as soon as it comes in, it's gone. I mean, that's the fastest-selling stuff when that comes out. Um, the Double the Hero stuff, very, very quick movers and stuff. Uh, I personally like the lighter than the stronger uh, of their uh, Double the Hero, but... Um, what they're talking about in this issue is their Oscuro, the dark one. So, again, what a shame to cut this cigar. But here's the little, those that are watching, the little uh, little hat that's on the top of it. Basically hat, right? Mm. 
So where do you cut on something like this? Forgive the newbie question, but I'm that guy. Yeah, Three years in, and I'm still asking questions like this. But Yeah, you're going to have to cut depends all on, the black off. Yeah, it depends on how much draw you want. You can go right up to it, – it does look like there's a little bit of a shoulder, and you can see how the, the, the wrapping doubles over itself. Yeah. If you go below that, it'll start to unwrap. If you stay above that, you'll be okay. Now, I cut just a little, and using my own cutter, I tried to see how the draw was. I, w I wasn't getting enough. I want more. You're not going to yeah, get enough either because right. it's so small at the end. I'd say yeah. you probably were okay without but slaughtering anyway, on I your cutter. Up, I ended up cutting a little more after, and I had it in my mouth. So everyone so knows. You, you play by the rules. No one can use Dave's cutter for the rest of their life. I, so I use my cutter. <laughs> Anybody can use it anytime they want. I'm not using their cutter. They can do what they want. I recommend you get a cutter. <laughs> You know, like anything else, I mean... Uh, Have you seen the angle cut? On I, this? No, on, on just a cigar. I was in your, uh, your, your deuces club over here earlier tonight, or today, and uh, yeah, I saw someone... Yeah, like a V cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A V, or where they actually cut it at an angle, no, because like, that's a whole different thing. It wasn't a V. It was just kind of like a... Like a, a horizontal, like a vertical slash, right, at an angle. So it wasn't like a nice straight line. It was kind of... A little 45-degree angle. Yeah. I've seen that on torpedoes. Angled in. Because then you can, you're, not, you're not cutting too much of the cigar off, but you're still opening it up. It's but a what, different way. You saw a cutter that did it? Or? No, I saw a guy cut it that way intentionally. Oh, he did it intentionally, yeah. yeah. Drive it in at yeah. a 45-degree angle. Or was he not paying attention himself? Well, and the, the thing about that is that the shape of the hole the smoke comes out of can change the flavor. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you've heard of the, the flavor ovular. No, no. And there's also round, and there's also square. Those are all flavors. <coughs> yeah, he's crazy. But there is a difference when you cut a cigar. Now, Lito Gomez made this particular cigar. This is not a cigar that we could ever blind taste test each other with because it's, there's, there's only one. <coughs> there's nothing that looks like this. Uh, as his chisel, you know, stump the chump. With the chisel? No. You're going to look at it, and you're going to say, oh, it's obviously the chisel. You look at this, and it's obviously the Mysterio. He has trademarked shapes. He's the only guy to pull it off. He trademarked the shapes of really? the cigars. So nobody else can do these things. I saw this firsthand in his factory of the cigar roller rolling the cigar. Nobody wants to, to copy this, let me tell you. There's a lot of work goes into this. Yeah. It's insane. It's actually a very underpriced cigar when you think about the kind of I was just going to ask your cost. Yeah. This is, what, a $15 cigar? Yeah. fourteen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, one or the other. But a nice cigar, this is the milder of the two versions. Which is better for me. Which is better for me, too. It's still a little early in the day. So, uh, Cigar Journal, and um, they tout the Oscuro version of this at a 94 um, and we are going to have the um, folks from La Florida Dominicana up next week. Next week, if this is Saturday. Yes, if this was Saturday, which it is. Today is uh, April 20th. In Seabrook, right? And ne the following week, we're going to have them. Is it in Seabrook? I believe Saturday's in Seabrook. And uh, we'll have the um, Mr. Jonathan, John Carney, Jonathan Carney. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan versus Mr. Jonathan. We got a little thing going on. Ah. So it should be an interesting show anyway. But John Connie, great guy. He's the rep for La Florida Dominicana, and he's going to be up there, and we're going to smoke. This is the Mysterio, but we're going to smoke the Mystery Cigar. Mystery Cigar event in Seabrook on Saturday. Confirmed. Yep. So I, I do have a little tight draw, and that's because it hasn't come over yet. It's, it's all being sucked into the small little straw, 
and when it opens up, when it comes over the over the hump, it goes through the the uh, through the black. But through the black, we should have Chuck. Pay attention to this as you're smoking it. Right now, you're smoking a wrapper of Maduro. Yeah. Once this passes this wrapper of Maduro, it's going to go into the sun-grown of it, and the cigar should end up uh, tasting different. So pay attention what it tastes like Mine's now. It's starting to change. Already? You how you are. He's getting there. Yeah. It's starting to change. So uh, oh, you, weren't, you weren't part of that when we had um, Jose Blanco up. Where he did no. the uh, very very interesting. He did a cigar that had four different wrappers, five different wrappers, five wrappers. We smoked through four. Yeah, and as you went through each one, oh, it dramatically like changed. Yeah, dramatically. And dramatically. not just these. This wasn't wrappers thrown over another wrapper. This was that is the wrapper. This girl only makes twenty of those a day, and they're only for these cigar events. It's one roller. That's it. She does her own bunching and her own. Uh, her own wrapping. That's pretty yeah. awesome. So that's it. La Flor Dominicana, Lajero Mysterio. This is the natural cigar was introduced in 2001. It's been that long, my God. Uh, featuring an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, uh, perfectly packed with their most select estate-grown Dominican Lajero long filler and binder tobacco leaves. So Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, all Dominican other than that. Very, very good chance that one or all of us will have to poop by the end of the show. It's one of those? You think so? I'm just throwing that out there. All right. A lot of Lido stuff has that effect on it. A cigar that makes you poop. That's it. Uh, this is a work of art with Maduro leaf tips at the head and foot, uh, which will create a what they say a bold, spicy flavor on the tips. I went with uh, a little on the sweet side. It was uh, a little chocolatey, and then the sun grown's a little peanut buttery, so we got a Reese's cup. Okay. So next came the La Flor Dominicana Mysterio Oscuro, the one we don't have here, the one they're talking about in the magazine. Um, as I mentioned, not a cigar to do a blind taste test with uh, because it's obvious what this cigar is when you look at it. Certainly uh, yes. With a band or without, uh, it has not been copied yet. I don't, I don't believe it can be because I believe, um, like the chisel, I believe Lito Gomez has trademarked the shape of the cigar. Um, there is nothing like this. Uh, the Mysterio uh, features an amazing pigtail head um, of natural Habano wrap tip. This is on the, uh, I don't know where that is. I'm hearing music. Uh, it's got to be Jonathan. It's not me. <laughs> oh, it's the computer. Oh, all right. I was oh, like, what is that? Having a heart attack. Okay. <laughs> the Mysterio Oscuro uses a pigtail head and foot of natural Habano leaf tobacco. So um, it is even um, not Ecuadorian Sumatra, so it's not even the opposite of it. It it's actually uses a different, different tip. Different tip. Um, so uh, underneath the dual wrappers are uh, uh, binders and fillers from the Dominican Republic the same way. So uh, it is a 54 ring gauge in the center here, not a 52. Do you know when you, when you chew gum for a long time, say an hour, and let's say you took the gum out of your mouth. I don't know if you've ever done this. Take it out, you stick it to your plate, and you eat. And then you just put the gum back in your mouth because your teeth are bored and you just want to chew something. It has that far-off sweetness to it. It's not the same sweet as it, it was. It used to be sweet? It used to be sweet, but you can still taste some of the sweet. I got a little bit of that I got in you. this. I understand what you're saying. A little man. bit of that in this right now. As crazy as that sounds, I understand. Just throwing that out there. Mr. Jonathan's flavor of the minute. Not of the day because you changed. You yeah, you had peanut butter. Peanut butter going on earlier or whatever was going. Well, this is just sweet. It could still be peanut butter. I think it could it. Could it? It's not peanut butter anymore. 
So, Chuck, I did not even pay attention to a uh, clock or anything when we came here, so you're going to have to keep, oh, me, you're fine, then. keep me up abreast of what's he's going on there. We're fine. 18 he's, minutes in. He's hoping that 87 minutes has gone by. <laughs> no, it's, listen, be, between the bombing and everything that's going on, I have, I have a daughter going to college right around yeah. the corner. Oh, I know. Uh, so she, I texted you out of fear that you would, you would drive down without looking at the news. She, uh, she came uh, home for the weekend, and this was on Monday. She didn't have school on Monday, so she was actually with us. Normally, she would be there. We'd take a Sunday night. So now it's Monday, and she has class on Tuesday. So uh, my wife took her down Monday not No, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, she said it was like a, um, you know, there was uh, Hummer vehicles, military Hummer vehicles everywhere. She said it was just odd her car was there because it was between police and military. It was, it was odd that she was even there. My daughter went to class and then called up and said, you know what, I want to come home tonight too. My wife went down and picked her up again, took her home, and take her back to school again. Uh, although it's, you know, 30 miles away or something. It's not bad anyway, but she's just very uncomfortable there. She said it's just eerie feeling. Yeah. You know, so so the, everything around here is kind of weird. You it know? is weird. You know, even people coming in the store and everybody's got a look of concern. You know, it's 9-11 again. You know, it's that feeling of uh, they can get us anytime type of thing. And this is what they hope to happen. This is the fear factor. Right. And it's 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 not every big event. It's, ten, what, 10, 11 years since 9-11? Yeah. yeah. So they wait that long and then they just throw out another one? I'm dying to find out what this guy's connected to. It may not be. He might be just another wacko, you know? There's a lot of wackos out there. You know, everybody tends to jump on it. I don't say, know which one I'd want it to be, whether he's just a regular lunatic or he's affiliated with Al-Qaeda. You know, I don't know which one I want. You, can, you can't stop either of those. They're, they're both lunatics, so that's what, it, what ends up happening. Anyway, New Cigar Journal, uh, spring 2013. On the cover, as I said, uh, Lido and Inez Gomez, La Fula Dominicana. Nice to see them on the cover. They've done a lot of things. Lido's son now, uh, Tony, coming into the business. Um, so we'll, we'll look for him. He's actually coming to the anniversary party. We're going to have Tony yes. Gomez coming. Um, so he says, you know what? I'm going to try my son to come up there and see. Uh, it, it's nice. He's a, he's a giant. He's like seven feet tall. Wow. Really? Yeah. So that'll be his thing. He's going to be the giant in the industry, whether he likes it or not. I he's, like that. He's like seven feet tall. Wow. Good guy, though. Good, good, good young man. Right, fresh out of college. I would imagine you kind of have to be nice if you're seven feet tall. You wouldn't want to be known as the ogre. Yeah, yeah. You'd want to be known as the nice giant. Yeah. So uh, I love going through the European cigar magazine because I want to see what's different, what's happening over in Europe because it's a lot of it's it's cigar. Journal, but it used to be European, European Cigar, cigar journal. journal Cult. Then it became the European Cigar Journal. Then it just became the Cigar Journal. So it's uh, in English and German. I think it is German. German. Um, obviously, can't read the German pop, but there's English pots on it. Real but confusing too. They don't stick to one format of it's always English on the right. You're right. And German on the left. Sometimes it's top and bottom. Yeah. Sometimes it's the exact opposite. Left was right and right is left. And then you start reading some of the German things and saying, after about two sentences in, I don't know what this says. You reread it like six why times. Does it, like, yeah, why does it take a couple of sentences, though, to figure out? After the first word, you should it's understand. It's like a cartoon where the guy runs off the cliff yeah. and he's just standing there and he has a chance to run back. Yeah. In a cartoon, you have a chance right. to run back. But let me tell you. In the real world, it's over. As far as cigars go, are they pretty much having the same supply and same brands that we have here in the States? Well, they have, they have different things over there. Sometimes you'll see some brands that are dead and gone around here, and you totally forgot about the brand, and then all of a sudden you see it there. 
oh, that's where that went. You think it went away, but it went there. Then all of a sudden you'll see brands I never heard of here, and I go, wow, that's interesting. And, you know, it's not like it's a Cuban brand. It's a Dominican brand or whatever, and they're launching it over there and what's going on. One of the examples, you got um, Royal Agio. Those are the people that make Agio and Panthers, the little yeah, yeah. little cigars in the, in the little packs you see in the stores. Uh, they had a, there was a brand around here years ago by them that they tried launching in the U.S. called Balmoral, and it was nice packaging. And Balmoral is a um, is it some sort of English um, um, building or something like that? Balmoral, of a castle in England. It's, it's an it's an old old brand, um, and it came around here during the cigar boom. Uh, at the tail end of it, and it was a bad time to end up launching something. It didn't make it. It disappeared. Apparently, it didn't go away. There it was uh, on um, in the magazine as an advertisement um, and making a return. Actually, the brand's been around since 1895. Wow. wow. So we got an old, old brand that most people won't even remember. Well, there's not a lot of people that were around then. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, even when it was around here in the 90s. You know, a lot of new cigar smokers are going to see Balmoral. They're not even going to realize that it tried here and failed. Wow. Uh, but they have a new one, Balmoral Royal Selection Anejo 18. Um, 500 boxes total production, numbered. numbered. So they're trying to get on this uh, limited edition type of thing of something most people never even heard of. But 500 boxes. Um, one Robusto size out of the Dominican Republic. Here's the odd thing. It's called... Uh, Balmoral Royal Selection Anejo 18. How many cigars in a box? 12? <laughs> yes, 20, but why, why do they do it? You know, it's got to be 18-year-old tobacco or something. Cusano 18, I guess. That's, you know, but there's 18 cigars in a box. It's just weird when they do that. When I, when I look at something like that and I go, how many cigars in a box? And yeah, the Laduania thir- 13. 13 has 12. It has 12 cigars in it. It makes no sense. It yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. And I said that to them. I said, how many in a box? And he looked at me like uh, I was crazy. And he goes, 12. And I go, 13? <laughs> well, that would have been a good idea. Yeah. No, no. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that would not have been uh, you know, one of the bright moments of my life of 13. But... It's like in uh, something about Mary when uh, he's driving with the hitchhiker. Do you guys remember that movie? Yeah. It's four-minute abs. Well, they already have six minutes. No, it's four. It's, it's better. It's <laughs> yeah. obviously. Way better. Or the, or the amp that goes up to 211. <laughs> right. It's one more. You know, no, but it's still the highest it goes. Right. No, but it's one more. It's better. What, what movie is that? I'm going with Spinal Tap. It is. Yes. Spinal yes. Tap. Where's ding, my bell ding, ding, ding. Spinal Tap. It's one more. 11. Um, so this new Balmoral uses uh, Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper. You know it. It's the most expensive wrapper by yield. Yeah, because it's such so a low-yielding wrapper. Uh, you can get the uh, the same wrapper on Equilibrium. Equilibrium, that's it. So uh, while I was in the Dominican Republic at Pro Cigar Festival, as I'm reading this, and I'm saying, wow, this is interesting. This is coming out. I remember one night going back to the hotel, sitting by the pool. It was late at night, and there was a whole bunch of foreign guys over there 
And I was smoking a cigar, and they said, what are you smoking? And I told them, would you like one? And they said, would you like one of us? I give them a cigar, and this is the beautiful part about cigar Absolutely. smoking. And I don't know who these guys were, but I remember looking at the band of it, yeah. and I said, wow, Balmoral. No kidding. And it was this. It was the 18. So I actually smoked this cigar, How not even it? realizing. It was good. It was nice. good. It was late in the night for me, you know, yeah. and uh, sat by the pool. And I remember talking to another guy there, and he says, wow, what are you smoking? And I said, these guys gave me over there. What do you think of it? I go, it's good. It's actually Hang on good. a second. I'm just realizing exactly how this night is playing out. You were sitting by the pool? Yeah, at nighttime. Why is that so shocking? Yeah. He doesn't sit by the pool. It was his mm-hmm. own pool, his own pool <laughs> at his house that he just moved out well, of. Well, it's that or go in a room by myself. He hadn't been in the backyard in eight years since the last time he made a pizza in his pizza oven. Long, but yes, yes. He didn't remember what his own backyard looked like until his well, daughter's graduation. He's always right here, literally right here in the office. So anyway. What did you give them? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Can you say it? I gave them. <laughs> I gave them a Byron. <laughs> you did? And they were blown away. As they should be. It was in the tubes. Yeah. And they were blown away with it. Oh, wow. my God, this tube, blah, blah, blah. Tell me about it, whatever. That happened to be what I had. So here, you know, and then they said, oh, we wanted you to have. I gave them the better buy. But, well, looking at it, I mean, only 500 boxes made, and I actually smoked one of these already. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's right. And it may never come to the United States, but I actually had I one. I am wow. still blown away you were sitting by the pool. You were <laughs> at a trade show working. And it just, wasn't a trade show. That was Pro Cigar Festival. Oh, this was... Okay. So, so I'll tell you, I would show up at the festival every day early, one of the first people there, and talk to people before the music started getting really loud. It's all Spanish. There's nobody talking in English. And I'm actually the first person to leave, too. That's enough. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. The music's too loud. I was a disc jockey in nightclubs for 12 years. I can't stand there. it anymore, either. And, and I turned into that old yeah. man. Yeah. And uh, so go back to the hotel... You know, am I going to go back to my room or something? No, I'm going to have a cigar, sit and relax and stuff. Although I've had cigars all day long anyway, I actually like it. So sat outside, whatever. You make, you know, you meet some people, which was great. I met these guys. And uh, they, they were actually in full force. I think there were like 30 of them from uh, Agio that came down from Switzerland. Wow. I think I believe that's where they are, they are. And it was a whole bunch of them. And, you know, where they, the way they talk, funny, unlike the way we talk, right. perfectly. Right. The Queen's English here. <laughs> the other day I had a, a, uh, an appointment with a rep, and I, I'm drawing a blank on who it was and what cigar they gave me. But they handed me a Lancero, which is not my size. And I had had such a stressful day, I lit it up. The cellophane on the cigar was had turned brown. I mean, this was an old Lancero, very well aged. What brand? I don't, I, I, I'm drawing a blank yeah. on the brand. I light it up, and I'm like, this is amazing. And I took 10 minutes during my meeting, and he and I just sat there and smoked the cigar wow. and just enjoyed it. Let's stop talking business now. That hasn't, I'm really getting Yeah, that, that hasn't happened in so long, and I'm just like, just, you know, you get, those, you get those moments in life, and that's the kind of thing that I think guys like Mark Twain and stuff, you know, all the greatest writers would write about, that, that one time where everything clicked, and I just kind of put my hand up, and he's like, I understand. <clears throat> and we just sat there for 10 minutes and smoked. Wow. It was awesome. Need a drink? <coughs> I could use one. All right. Let's really What drink. are we going to pair with this? Let's drink booze because we can all use it. All right. right now. And we're not live on the radio. So no. It's so that's it. We can do this. So we got uh, Ron Batolo. What is that? That's a uh, Dominican. Let's do Dominican because we're doing. Uh, all right. 
for Dominican. Ron Barcelo, what is it? Read that out loud. Ron Barcelo, or Barcelo. And what is it? Is it a rum? This is... I feel like I'm in high school again. I have no but idea. You're what is it? I don't know. You don't know what kind of booze it is. It's oh. Dominican. It's got to be... I think I'm thinking it's rum, but it looks like a rum. Let's see what it smells like. He's going with the smell test. Go with the, it but smells it should, like honey got, from a hive. It's got to say someplace right on it, blended. I see something blended. I don't think it's rum. I'm nervous. Nice. Good ambience. Mr. Chuck. Thank you, sir. All right. Let me see that bottle. we got to find out what it is. If we're <laughs> drinking something, sh- shouldn't we know what it is? It smells like rum. I don't think it's rum. Product of the like Dominican rum. Republic. Uh, imported blend, uh, Ron D. Scribbly lines, I can't read I'm it. going with it, some kind of scotch. Somebody out there, if this was a live oh, show. Oh, it burns. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> it burns. It burns. Yeah, that's not rum. <sighs> that's a scotch of some kind, a blended whiskey. Really, we have no idea what this is. This is what our show has become. We're trying to figure out what alcohol it is that we're drinking. Guess what this is. We could use it. Hey, to the people of Boston. Yeah. Cheers, guys. You know why you tap glasses, folks? What are you laughing about? Smooth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not from the cigar. It's not a rum. No. I think it's a scotch. I think he's right. Scotch or a whiskey. Although scotch, yeah, you know what? It could be a scotch because we'll go, go it has. The break. It has, um, you know, the little baby corns. Yeah, it tastes like the little baby corns, and that's what scotch tastes like to me. It tastes like dry, unsweet you baby corns. Cor- do you eat the corn like eating it off a of cob? And just I've tried just to be a jerk. Yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't play out well. <laughs> so, uh, do you know why you tap the glasses? No. I know you know the answer to this. No. Uh, wine drinkers started doing it because we wanted, they try to use all their senses that they can possibly use when enjoying fine wine. Uh, so they look at it, and they look at it through the glass, and look at its clarity, and they swish it around, and they smell it. Mm. And then they tap glasses because they want to see it, hear it. They need a way to hear it. Interesting. Taste it, smell it, use every sense they have. So they tap glass at the end to get the full and effect. And they even feel it. There's a couple of techniques with, with wine. One is uh, aerating the wine in your mouth. So you tip your head down and you... No, that's coffee. Nope. That's cupping. That's also With wine. wine? It's in your mouth already. So you, di- you dip your head down and you breathe in very, very subtly and you get the air through the wine and it opens the bouquet on your palate. Really? I did a wine tasting once. These wine people are weird. They are not, weird. Not, not like cigar people. Right. We don't right. do anything. We, bl- we bl- need the sound of the cutter. Right, right. <laughs> it's like a little lighter. No, you roll the f- cigar in your fingers and make sure that it's not um, crunchy. You know, you should have like a like a like a how-to meeting, like dinner, like etiquette of cigars. We do that. Yeah, cigar tasting for eight. Yeah, Chari- only for charities. We don't uh, actually offer that to regular people. Charity event. We, we offer it to regular people. Do we? You can buy it. Okay, three hundred dollars. All right, you can do it. Anyway, let's take a break. We'll find out what, what we're drinking here. We'll do a little uh, research on that. We'll bring you that back, and we're going we're gonna to go page by page. Uh, not page by page, but we're going to pick apart this cigar journal. Uh, we're going to investigate it. That's a better way of putting it. Okay, we we'll investigate, investigate it. And we come back. Uh, thoughts of uh, Cigar of the Years. The Cigar of the Year, you think that would be over by now? The Cigar Journal has their choices coming up. 
and it's not too late to start judging. We'll tell you about that and lots more. Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark Molded Steel Box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Cranking it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Ah, Cranking it. Technical difficulties. We're used to it. Welcome back. This is the Cigar Authority. Technical difficulty land. And nobody to blame but ourselves. But at least we know what it is, and you can just stop, and it goes away. 
That's it. All done. Well done. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. We're smoking La Flor Dominicana Mysterio. We were hoping for the Oscuro that just got the um, 94 rating in European Cigar Journal, or, or Cigar Journal, no, no longer European Cigar Journal, but it's a European magazine that's out there. Uh, I went through it cover to cover uh, last night, and I'll tell you, it speaks to me. It's actually more than anything else, I think, uh, it makes more sense to me. It does, and I do still have a small issue with the fact that two cigars that get the highest rating are difficult-to-find cigars. Well, they're tie. Four cigars got a 94 rating. We're going to smoke the two we can smoke legally. And the other two are Cuban cigars that we cannot get or we choose not to get. We can get anything we Theoretically, want. Theoretically... Couldn't you smoke them legally if someone gave them to you? Would that be... uh, Well, it's trading with the Enemies Act, and then you would take their product that they gave you that they they did something illegal on, and now are you part of the crime? What do you call that? That's a guilt by association? Not guilt by association, but, you know, it's like receiving stolen goods type of thing. Yeah. Not stolen, but... Receiving illegal products. You know, somebody gives you heroin, are you allowed to use it? That's interesting. Heroin is not something that you are not, that it is illegal to buy. It's illegal to possess. Is it illegal to possess Cuban anything? Or is it just illegal to buy it? Because it's trading with the enemy. If I don't trade with the enemy and I trade with someone else, is that trading with the enemy? This is the question. We need a lawyer. We need like an Ask the Lawyer segment. So if somebody has illegal Cuban cigars and they give it to me for free, am I breaking the law in any way smoking it? I chose to light it on fire because it's illegal. There you go. One at a time. If they give me a whole box, I'll smoke them one at a time. We need to have Nick. You know that that old story of the uh, guy that got a box uh, of very, very rare cigars, and he actually... um, went to his insurance company, and he insured this fine box of cigars. Then he sat back and he smoked them all. Then he went to the insurance company, and he said, um, they, you know, they all burnt up, and I want to collect on them. They, they all went on, you know, that's it. And the insurance company is trying to figure out a way, <clears throat> can we get around this? Well, he insured them for fire. They actually caught on fire, every one of them. We're going to have to pay this jerk. And then somebody came up with a bright idea. Okay, charge him for arson. And he went to jail for arson. Wow. Awesome. I don't know if that's one of those fake Urban stories. Myths, or, yeah. or, but that's been going around for years and years. It's awesome. Of, of that's what it is. But it's a good. It's, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. No, no, no. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Here's your $1,000 for the box of cigars. Now you're going to jail for arson. You know? Clever. So. Very interesting. Go with it anyway. Who knows if that's true anyway. So, so who, yeah, I'm not a fan of cigar magazines rating cigars that are difficult to find, kind of like a na-na-na-na-na. Yeah. Look what we got. There's so many good cigars out there. And you know what? I like both of these cigars. I like the Oscuro. I've had it. They're both very good. I'm not taking anything away from the, the two of them. Everyone knows Julius Caesar is one of my favorites. Yeah. But is that the direction as a magazine that you want to go? That isn't a it, – it's a – um, of the La Flor Dominicana, it's a regular production cigar. Very difficult to get your hands on. Very much like double, uh, double Digger Maduro goes through the same kind of bouts. Where All their Maduro, the, the La Flor so Dominicana, Maduro, anything uh, outsells the natural. You know, and I'll say the same for Padron. Don't yeah. you yeah. think Padron's the Maduro? The, Padron's the other one. Yeah. Yep. And, and other than that, I don't know if there's any other brand out there that the Maduro outsells the natural. I don't so think so. So interesting. 
those are the two, um, what do you call that? Anomalies. Anomaly? Yeah. Okay. Okay. He anomaly. likes it. I'm it's your source today. It's not the word I was looking for, but anomaly is good. <laughs> you can go with it anyway. Yeah, I'll go with it anyway. <laughs> go with it anyway. So moving forward, uh, the, the, those are the two that were rated uh, up there, four altogether. Um, and the two Cubans that were rated were big money. So these are actually the two lower price cigars in the what's, group. What's big money? Over twenty bucks, twenty five dollars, thirty dollars. Yeah. That's in Cuba, <clears throat> or in a place that sell that will legally sell Cuban cigars. That's not the United States. You double that. Yeah. If you tried to find yeah. them on the black market. Yeah. You folks out there buying on the on the beaches of Mexico, and you buying these uh, five dollar oh. Cuban cigars in glass top boxes that say Cohiba, they're not real. I had a yeah. <laughs> I had a customer in Seabrook who kind of started arguing with me, and so I told him about what to look for on the bottom of the box, the seal. And he comes back two weeks later and says, there's no seal, but I know for a fact that these are real. And I said, well, we can go one of two ways. I can completely break your heart and tell you the truth, or I can smile and nod and let you believe what you believe. And he says, could you smile and nod, please? Here we go. That's it. I paid a lot of money. Paid a lot of money Uh. to, to a man on the beach who was actually selling marijuana, he was selling cigars and coconut juice. So why would you trust that? I mean, Out of a real coconut. Yeah. He was cutting the coconut yeah. off the, the top And that's of the it. guy that has the hard-to-get Cuban cigars on deal. <laughs> I mean, For $6. That's how, <laughs> yeah, I really? found out, that's how I found out that I did not sneak Cuban cigars into the country. I thought I was so clever. I went and bought a Dominican box, and I took all the bands off, and I put them in, and I sweating all through customs and I come back and of course David and I had just become friends and I'm like I brought this back I'm not sure if this is something you'd even accept I didn't buy it in your shop I got it down in the thing so I won't give it to you if you don't want it but if you if it's something you're into you're welcome to have as many as you want they're really good and he says uh, the same thing I said to the customer that's where I stole the line and I said no no I want the truth and he says you, you got hosed. You can't handle the truth. You want the truth? <laughs> it's brutal. That is a 75-cent cigar right. that you paid $6, uh. and you worked on the guy for how many days? Yeah. Two. I walked out of his store and then came back. You actually back bought him in the store as opposed to on the yeah, beach? Yeah, I bought, I bought him. Uh, Did he have a humidor? They were in a humidor. Oh, wow. Or it looked like it anyway. <laughs> looked like a humidor. Yeah. It, everything is It's 90% down there anyway. Right. So, I mean, you're not buying dry cigars, but I thought I was so clever walking out of the store. I'm not paying that. Walk out and yeah. come back in the next day, and he goes, "All right, fine, six dollars and fifty cents." And now a piece. that you're you're a buyer for a cigar store, and you're dealing with hundreds of customers every single day, somebody comes in, and you, you got a you got this cigar, and it's a fifteen dollars cigar, and you you somebody walks in and says, "I'll give you six dollars for that cigar," and you'd say, "Yeah, I'll see you later. It's fifteen. <laughs> right. Well, ten. You know, you'd laugh this, at the guy. Exactly. There's no way this you're isn't going a flea market, buddy. You're right." But yet it works in these other countries because it's seventy five cents. They can get six bucks. Good. Yeah, they're, they're way ahead of high five in each other. What did they originally want for it? Oh, it was uh, nine fifty. Yeah, hmm. which is still too little. It's too little. If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true anyway. I was so green at the time. You can find the ninety four rated cigar right in. Listen, if their their market is to Europe mm-hmm. mostly, they're coming around the U S. now. It's catching on this yeah. magazine, but their market is based out of Europe. And they're saying this is rated with that wow. for the people that like it. <clears throat> and it's this magazine is a good read. We carry it in the shop because it is one of the better magazines. And you can you can pick them up and you find uh, tobacconists. You know, I know not everyone listens from around here, so go to your brick and mortar and pick up a magazine and take a look through it. So this it's is good stuff. Ron Barcelo. It is a rum. 
Uh, but it's a rum aged in whiskey barrels, so that's the whiskey taste and of what didn't you say? Scotch, scotch too. Yeah. Whiskey and scotch barrels. So I was barrels. able to taste the corn from the scotch. You nailed it, buddy. He's but, got a palate. Uh, He's got a good palate. It's it's sipping rum. I oh, mean, it's it's an oh so small on the sips. Yeah. Oh it's, my goodness. It's not the one that you know you're gonna mix with a glass of coke and or, or <sighs> no. do shots with this stuff. <laughs> it's burning. It's burning my throat. I think I grew <sighs> some hairs on my chest and yeah. my nose. It burns in the nose. This is the kind of thing that stings old, the nostrils. Old yeah, Freddie would drink three fingers of this a day easily. Yeah. Just drink. Give me three fingers of that because I'm a man. That's why. 1962. So he, he has been on cloud nine, by the way. He likes in it. In the shops. People are coming in saying, hey, aren't you old fart Freddie? He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. Now, if, you, we, if we called you old fart Mr. Jonathan, you wouldn't like it. Unacceptable. But right. he's, he's over 60 now. So Yeah. <clears throat> So anyway, um, remember the Macanudo bus? Do you, do you even remember I, it? I remember seeing pictures of it. Right here. We have it right yep. up on the thing. So I don't know what year is that. Is that uh, 05. 05. Macanudo bus came around for years and years. They uh, got a bus. I believe the bus was originally Elton John's bus, tour bus. Huh. And they rehabbed it over, and they turned it into a cigar lounge and inside. They take all the bedazzled jewels off the inside. Yeah, they must have. And uh, they would tour this thing around the country, and um, they would set up barbecue stuff outside, and, and it would be a lounge for places that would have small lounges. This is, you know, this probably started in the late 90s. This went around for quite a, many years, and they beefed it up a little bit as time went on, and it get a little weird down and redo it, and it went on for years and years. And uh, they would actually come with a team of people that would come in your store, and the promotion would happen. Pretty interesting concept Pretty it was. Awesome. And it was very, very successful. For them to do it year after year after year, you knew it had to be successful. And I looked for something like that of somebody to catch on to this and somebody Are to they still doing it? No, they, they had stopped. But uh, it went on for many, many years, so it had to have been very successful. And for years, nobody has done anything. And um, there'd be somebody would tour with maybe a car or something and show the car off. But it wasn't an event. Tell like, me we're going to have a two-guys bus. No, but oh. looking, looking at... Um, Cigar uh, Journal, I'm going through it, and I noticed that uh, somebody has stepped up. And they, they've done it over in Europe right now. Davidoff has stepped up in a big way with the Davidoff ship. Nice. They have a ship. Oh, my goodness. It's not a boat. It's a ship. It's a ship. The Whoa. Davidoff ship. Big. And, like uh, a cruise ship. It's not quite a cruise ship, but I bet, it's, it, it, uh, I bet it must uh, I sleep. A yacht. 20, 30 people. Sure. Yeah, I, think, I think I read that it was 25. I read that article. Yeah. It's 25. Um, oh, holy God. Awesome. I mean, it's beautiful. Davidoff on the side of it and uh, lounges throughout the whole thing. And apparently it, it goes to where near the cigar shops that are on, obviously on the water and that are near the water or whatever. And people come down and they're touring this thing. It, it sets sail on March 14th and it will continue for the rest of the year. It's going to go out there. Will it come? To our area, I mean, the Seabrook store, we could probably pull it off. We I don't could. know if, it, if it's just for Europe or what it is, but certainly we will be asking. Because we certainly will. See, I have this Tom's is why, cell phone number. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I love the cigar industry. If you want to see how a player rolls, mm. pay attention to the cigar industry. Period. Yeah. Period. So you got a bus, huh? You did that for years. A bus. A bus is nice, but uh, we have a cruise ship. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I happen to have one right here. I just happen to have one. Yeah. <laughs> what, kind, like what kind of manly video could we pull off with that? I'm going to do, do a party for, uh, 
for, say, a movie in the 80s, Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. You get a DeLorean. I mean, it's awesome. That's what you do. It's awesome. And and you know what? It, it's one guy outdoing the other guy outdoing the other guy, which is awesome. Then it it's going to, and that's why the cigar rising industry tide is doing... raises all Davidoff ships. Oh, there you <laughs> go. There we go. Is right. It's going to be a shuttle next. So uh, we have to find out information about that. We do because if we do, we have to broadcast. Can, can we, could we broadcast on the ship? We could do a podcast. We can podcast from the ship okay. certainly, and we might as well just podcast. You know what? Anyway. The I bet that the ship has Wi-Fi. I bet we could stream content oh, yeah. from their Wi-Fi. Oh yeah. And zip that off. Worst case scenario, you pay my cell phone bill for the month, and we do use my phone as a hotspot. Why? Is two hours of that is big money? Yeah. 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 What's big money? Big money overseas. Four um, figures. Right? At least. Yeah, you, you you, you, $1,000? Yeah, my for, cell for phone two hours? bill could get up to 1000 That's a lot of content streaming over a cell phone signal. That's if they have 3G over there. <laughs> you have to teach me about this because when I go to these third world countries, I try to get in and I'm, I'm roaming or whatever I'm doing and different things are coming up. And oh, I figured out the home run when I was in London a few months ago. Yeah. So uh, what you want to do is it, you guys have iPhones. Mm. They have these little cards that will go in. They're like uh, SIM cards or something like how that. How do you get them into any – how do you get anything into it an iPhone? It goes into the slot. They do it there. They do it there. So <laughs> buddy of mine, he's like a tech geek. He did all this research. He found a new cell phone, cell phone provider. What they do is they want to get you in, right, for new customers so they have the best deals. And you're just looking for a temporary thing maybe for a week or something like that. You're on vacation for a week. They put this card in. It's like 30 bucks The whole week you get unlimited data, unlimited text, wow. and like 1,000 minutes of cell phone use worldwide. 30 bucks. For the week. For the week. Really? Done like dinner. Now, I just went to the Dominican. I am i don't know what that's... I tried everything, man. We need to get this tech <clears throat> guy to be on the show with us. Yeah. The only thing that worked for me was Facebook. It was yep. the only thing I could get. David and I were do. able to communicate through Facebook. Was like the on, only thing I could get. Like on the chat? Like the Facebook chat or just like... No, I could... I, well, not chat. What do you call it? Just that? messaging. Oh, messaging. I, I yep. messaged him or I put something on, on Facebook, but... When I did that, I had my cell phone open, and it said orange, which is their thing. And am I streaming? Is something happening? You know, I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know what's going and on. And you don't pay the bill yourself, so you're not <laughs> going to know. Well, believe me, the, uh, the bookkeeper, who is my wife, will let me know. And uh, Does she give you a hard time if you cell phone Well, if I, if I mess up, I mean, if there was another way to do it. Somebody was saying you could um, I um, video. What do you call that? The um, FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah. So if you had another person on there, you could FaceTime. I tried to do it. Skype works, I, too. I couldn't do it. You didn't I could, face, I tried you Skype. FaceTime me? I tried to, to FaceTime. I couldn't what FaceTime. Is, your definition of try is you look at the phone for 10 seconds. It's not on. And you go, yeah, I got nothing. And then you no. put it in your pocket. <laughs> I, I spent 15 minutes on it. Staring at a blank no, phone. No, no. I clicked the button. and Nothing was happening. And I said, it's not working. But people were saying, yes, FaceTime works. And I'm like, I can't get it to go. I don't know. I, I got an old one. Oh, that's why. Somebody ended up saying to me, oh, you got an old version you of it. You have the same exact phone that I have. No, I do not. Yes, you do. You we have... went over this with Gianna. You have the same I don't phone. have FaceTime. I lost 20 bucks betting Matt that you have the same phone as me. I don't. I don't have FaceTime. What's 20 the phone bucks you have? I could get the, what phone uh, do you have? The has, iPhone 5? No, he has the iPhone 4, and I have the iPhone 4. Uh, S, both S's. I do not. Okay. I do not have the S. You have Pay, the S. Paycheck to paycheck? Yeah. I don't want to take your money. Okay. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to take your money. I can take your money because I know I don't. I had somebody else 
see while I was there. I okay. said, here, here, that's, see if that's, the break. that's not we your daughter who picked the phone up. Nick Perdomo's wife, I handed it to her. She said, you can do this. And she says, you got an old version. It's, you don't have this. You may have an you old should, version. You should you, update it. That you didn't update, but you have the iPhone 4S. <clears throat> I don't think so. Okay. I got the first one, whatever the No, you don't, because that one broke, and you got a new one. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. So when do I see that page? Oh, you chickened out. I remember. Chickened out is right. But I don't think so. You're gonna you're gonna look at this after uh, after the show. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, I'm liking the cigar. Loving this. I and am. You, it changed a lot. You guys are totally right. I yeah. haven't smoked it in a, in a long time, over a year. I forgot how good it was. And because it's such an expensive cigar, I typically don't smoke the expensive stuff in the store. I probably should smoke it more, but I don't gravitate toward the stuff that's fifteen, sixteen bucks. I yeah. save that for the customers. We uh, plus there's only five in a box. They do come not. Heavy, you know, I yep. wish they came a lot better than they do in the, in the Maduro version, but <clears throat> what do you got? We got a two-minute warning coming up. Oh, my God. All right. Um, all right, so. Should I hit the button now? Hit the hit button, it, buddy. Hit it. <clears throat> so uh, I, I want to get into uh, cigar trophies. That's what um, the Cigar Journal does. They don't do Cigar of the Year. They have the dignity to call it something else. Nice. Because Cigar of the Year was me, yep. 1992. Uh, and everybody now has Cigar of the Year. They're nice enough to call it something different, but it's the Cigar of the Year. It's Cigar Trophies. But instead of their Cigar of the Year coming out at the first of the year, or we wait till February, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, to do ours, they wait until the IPCBR trade show. Oh, nice. So at the trade show, they actually give the awards out. And that's so really everybody's, how... Everybody's there, so it's an awesome time That's to how it. the cigar world works. We go trade show all the way back to the trade show. It's not necessarily first that's of true. the year. That's true. That's true. That's when all the new so stuff they're going to do it. Um, they're going to do it then, and when they do, um, when we come back, I'm going to tell you how you can participate in the final decision on there. We it's still time to make the decision of what it is, and they're asking actually their their um, their viewers or their uh, readers to do that. So uh, one minute. Okay. <laughs> um, when we come back, uh, ashes reveal a lot about the cigars. And uh, actually will teach you about the cigar that you already smoked just by looking at the ash. So you can really impress your friends by doing that. We got Old Fart Freddy. And uh, Birthday's out there. Uh, he's getting older. And uh, so are a lot of other people. And we'll tell you about that and lots more. General Chuck Morrison gets debonair. And lots more when we return. So we're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And we're in my office right now. And we're coming back with that and lots more. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And just because we have extra time, I'm going to say, no matter what you're drinking, before you put your cigar in your mouth, check before you put it in and make sure the lid end goes out. Said by Johnson Johnson. <laughs> this is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. With a billion choices, it's Stogie Heaven. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? 
It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor in taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. 
and bromance. That's right, bromance. United Cigar, available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars, you don't have to choose. Smoke them both. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big group, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. And we're back, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We're actually not on the sales floor like we usually are. We went in the office because we're actually taping the show. So we thought we'd do it here, uh, regroup, because of all the craziness that's going on right now. Uh, what can you tell about your cigar from the ash? Plenty, according to Cigar Journal. They wrote a great article to explain that. Um, despite being on the Cigar Authority, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that we're going to teach you today. It's all brand new to me. Very, very interesting uh, of the stuff I learned. Great pointers, and we're going to give it to you. And you can be a marvel when you sit with somebody else and you look at their ash, how it's burning. You, you can tell them hmm. what's right or wrong with the cigar they're smoking. You can guess what cigar it is, looking at somebody else smoking a cigar, what country you come from, um, lots and lots of things. So we're going to talk about that and lots more. So welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week from Dave's office, although it's not a Dave's office episode, we just happen to be here. Uh, we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We demand that you smoke along with us, and you can catch us on all seven syndicated radio stations that currently pick us up on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network, or you tune in right at thecigarauthority.com, which is the only place you can catch the show today because we're taping it on a Wednesday. You can drink along with us, too. You certainly can. My glass is empty, but I'm, I'm getting a little loaded. I'm is not going to lie. Is your email list updated? <laughs> What does that mean? Like uh, your opt-in format? We can oh, notify. We, we've uh, we've we've added that. Um, is, is that working? It's working. We'll go into that in a second. So uh, <laughs> why should oh, it work? Can't throw them you off can, in the script. You can w- watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time by simply finding us on iTunes, where you can set it and forget it. You're really still reading that? And a big thank you to the Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com, broadcasting us from eleven to one and eleven to They're one. They're doing a good job down there in Cali. They certainly doing, are. Taking care of the West Coast for us and getting the people on there. So thank you, uh, Cigar <laughs> Station. Cigar Station. And, yes, I still, do re- I still do read it. Yeah. One of these days we're going to have to take it away. Just Three just, years. Why should he know it? Well, like here's that? the thing. I am Ron Burgundy. I know. I read what's on the teleprompter. I don't memorize it. I read it. This is what I do. Yeah. Fair enough. It's, it's pretty obvious that's what you do. I hate to put my cigar down. We just had the La Flor de, Dominicana Mysterio. But you know what? We got the La Flor de Dominicana Mystery Cigar mm. next week. So I can't yeah, wait. Do. Haven't even had that yet. Did you smoke that? No, somebody, I didn't. Somebody wrote to me. Somebody did something uh, and said, I actually had it. Wait till you try this. So I'm really looking forward to it. The only way to get the Mystery Cigar is actually to go to a Mystery Cigar event. So we're going to have them 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So this could not be a contender for Scar of the Year. No. Correct. No, it could not. For us. Right. Somebody else, they can do it because that's what they do. But, you know, we have our criteria. Um, and we'll see what the criteria is for Cigar Journal. If uh, there is any. If there is any. There's plenty. There's plenty. Uh, so let's light up first before I get into that. Um, this is a cigar we've had before, but Cigar Journal says it's 94 rated. This is the exact cigar. it should be. This is the Diamond Crown Julius Caesar, the Toro size. I love this cigar. You can tell what it tastes like just before you even light it's it. pulverized walnut shells every time. Isn't this the marshmallow? The, uh, no, no, no. This is pulverized walnut shells. Pulverized walnut shells. So I'll give this a cut. Uh, beautifully made cigar. This is made by the folks at Arturo Fuente to make this for them. They make all the Diamond Crowns. If you've had that Diamond Crown before, this is different than the regular Diamond Crowns. This isn't at every store. This is... Uh, this. Could this win Cigar of the Year? I don't think so. I don't believe it can. We can always get it. Maybe we can. Maybe we could because we can always get it. A lot of people can always get it. They chose not to always get it if... Um, if they, they chose, chose not to be a Diamond Crown, Crown cigar, cigar Lounge. But I don't think Diamond Crown Cigar Lounges is something you can just choose to be. Yeah. You you're, awarded, be you're awarded that. Well, the same goes for Davidoff. You're awarded a Davidoff account. When was the last time we had a Davidoff be Cigar of the, cigar year? Of the year? Never. Okay. But could it be? Could, well, they have the new, uh, <laughs> is it the white and black or is it? Uh, the, n- the new Davidoff coming up, this is big talk, which uh, we got to talk after the show about this. They would like us to be at the launch party for that in New York City to do the Cigar Authority. Our choice is to actually do the whole two-hour show there, but there's going to be a lot of noise around. There's going to be a lot of people talking. They said, you know, if you're comfortable with that, and I said, I don't care. No. We're actually going to do a feast in Boston, too, at the feast, outdoors at the feast. Yeah. We've got a lot of things coming up on the Cigar Authority, but we can either do that or we can bring our tape recorder and we can tape some interviews and well, talk the, to them. the Rocky Mountain Festival uh, had a large crowd, which we were able to right. deal with. You know, right. They were right in front of us. Yeah, but it was... Outdoors, yeah. where this one is going to be indoors in New York City. Think of the, think of the, uh, the two-year or two-year the anniversary party. Oh my God! You know, yeah, so there's 500, 500 people, people in there. No problem, right? No problem. Can't, can't wait. Man. Can't, can't wait, man. To do it again. Oh, I can't. We're wait. giving away a DeLorean. We're going back to the future. We got some uh, great entertainment. Maybe we're going to have the folks that are uh, real comedians. Uh, they're funny, yeah. funny guys. Can we give a tease to our webcast audience or no? That, yeah, that thing in there. Sure. Can I bring it in? Yeah. Yeah. Bring oh it in. my God, man! It just gives me goosebumps. Because this is, this is for our webcast. Yeah, We've got to give them some benefits, People that are man. watching the webcast, if you're listening on the podcast, just go to thecigarauthority.com and look at the webcast. Scroll in if you want to whatever the time is right now. We're just over an hour I think, in. I think this is a radio show, though. This is not a TV show. I mean, there's not a lot going on. A bunch of guys sitting around watching TV. Does that work? All right. That's so the bomb. Two Guys Smoke Shop presents Two Guys 28th Anniversary Back to the future, and the two says two guys. A David Garofalo production. We got that in there. 1985, Two Guys Smoke Shop opened its doors for the first time. In 1985, Back to the Future is seen for the first time. The DeLorean becomes the icon, and so did Two Guys Smoke Shop. We opened at the same time. The, sh- the, t- the movie hits, and Two Guys Smoke Shop opens its door at the same time. Probably one of the last movies I saw in the movie theater. Wow. I've been working ever since. It's not true. It's not that bad, but it's been... Um, on September 25th, 2013, Two Guys Smoke Shop gives away the DeLorean. This is a uh, DeLorean. They were only made uh, basically two years, 81, 82. Yep. 
and obviously it's from those years. And um, they only made so many. That was the end of you it. You can get new DeLoreans made because there were enough parts. They make two a year. They make one a month. One a month. One a month. So uh, we but give, there's a huge waiting list. For yeah, them. I, I wanted money. I wanted to get one years ago, and they were eighty five thousand dollars, and they couldn't guarantee that I would get one that year. So I said, I gotta have the guarantee. Yeah. If I'm gonna give it away, what if I say I'm in and promote the thing, and then I never get it? Right. And they said, well, we can't guarantee it. So uh, we bought a used one, only 10,000 original miles on it. Everything is the same stuff that's in it. Uh, no, there is no flux capacitor in it. But this one does not go back in time on its own. You can modify it if you like by yeah. watching the movie. And then, well, uh, you'd have to get it to 88 miles an hour. And which is I, very difficult. It is. <laughs> you need nitrous oxide. It doesn't have a lot of balls. It, it really doesn't. doesn't. Uh, it looks cool as hell. It's got the, the gullwing doors and all For that. For its day, it wasn't bad. Nah. Muscle cars. There were well, you had eight cylinder cars back then, yeah. but for a six cylinder car, it wasn't terrible. No, but the, with all the fuel injection we have now and the, is it a, is it a stick or is it automatic? It's a stick, four speed. Um, but it's tough, man. It's only a it's, four speed, huh? Yeah. No, it is a five speed. It is five speed. Okay. It is five speed. And uh, it's got that goofy thing with the handle. You got to push it down or lift it up to get it in reverse. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough reverse. It's a tough drive because no power steering. So it's tough, yeah. and, and uh, it's a workout. To, to give it a ride, it's a workout. If, you, if you're going and, you know, I'm, and I'm trying to gun it, and, you know, little cars driving past me and stuff, it's embarrassing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. They, everybody looks at it, you know, and, you know, as they drive by you, and I'm like, Ugh, I got it friggin' nailed. It's embarrassing that, that the cars today, though, man. Oh, yeah. They get up and go. Yeah, they got it, and uh, that's it. Love this cigar, always did. Love this cigar. One of my all-time favorites, um, and they say in Cigar Journal, 94, well-deserved. Great, great cigar. Yeah. The only one that's better than the Toro is the original Julius Caesar, the Perfecto, the yeah. Shore Perfecto. Is that thing phenomenal or what? You can't what? buy that, though, You right? cannot buy it. What do you mean? Yeah. That's that, another one for events only. You know, you come in, and they give you one of those, and it's an awesome cigar. Uh, I have a couple put aside. Yeah, it's unbelievable, yeah. Chuck. Unbelievable. Yeah. Do you have some put aside, both of you? I do. I don't. Yeah. I don't I'll have share. the. I'll I, don't, share. I don't have the willpower David has. Yeah. Yeah. They're sitting there. They're talking to me like pizza with him. You don't. He doesn't age pizza. Yeah. No. Well, I don't age cigars. I hear about that pizza. Oh, the day after pizza is really good. I go. What is that? That means you didn't <laughs> eat it all yesterday. I love it. In order for you to have it, you didn't eat it all. Right. Unless you bought extra, I don't know, but it talks to me at nighttime. I can't even... Uh, oh, in the morning, uh, in the afternoon. No, i got to just finish it off and, so I can sleep at night, knowing it's sitting there. Are you kidding me? Mm. That's why I look the way I look. It's, uh, whatever. Uh, so just when you thought Cigar of the Years were over, Cigar Trophies, Cigar Journal will, uh, as always, announce their Cigar of the Year or give away their Cigar Trophies at the IPCPR trade show. You're saying year. trophies, so trophies. there's more than one. Yes, they give it for each country. Okay. Uh, they give it an odd award for the best packaging. Nice. They do, and then they have the top cigar no matter where it came from. Um, phase one begins right now. The nomination is now till May 19th. Is they going to figure out who they're going to nominate? Any cigar, or is it only cigars that came out in 2012? I don't know. I don't know. This is the, the information I have. Best brand, best cigar, best value. Who's your source? According to the source is... Uh, Pulled it right out of the magazine. Yeah, right, right out of the, the magazine. Right. Uh, phase two is the election, and that happens after May 19th. So you have a say right now, and you can go to cigarjournal.co, not .com, 
www.cigarjournal.co, and you can uh, let them know uh, on that site uh, what you think it is, and they will give consideration to it, and I know they will. And I mean, we ask for that, too, when people buy the little pack. You know, we give them a special website to go on, and we want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. Open our mind up. Tell us what you think, and you give that a lot of consideration because these are people that vote with their wallet. They bought the cigars. Um, they're saying any cigars, so i got to imagine maybe some manufacturers go on there and vote yeah. for their own cigar or sure. something. Yeah. That doesn't happen to us because nope. they would have had to buy the pack to get the special um, email uh, uh. thing. So, you know, we look at it to see if people do it multiple times. We throw out uh, if they came from the same addresses or they came from the same whatever the computer IP guy address. says. Yeah. So uh, that it's, begins now. It does border on the ridiculous, the amount of checks and balances that you put on Cigar of the Year. It's to. a waste of resources. <laughs> Do we really care if someone gets an extra vote? Well, if, if, if it's the extra vote to put them over, but as I say, last year Landslide. was a slam dunk, and that's it. But some years, it's very, very, very close. It happened to be not last year, but some well, it years. Well, was, it was close for a little while. There was a short stretch where it was pretty close, and then it was just taken off yeah. like crazy. Then, you know, people, people, people got the pack. We sold 500 of those packs. Yep. Um, I think 300 of the 500 people voted of that pack. That's a good percentage. And... Um, even if they all voted one way, we could actually be swayed differently uh, yeah, by, by the per, employees, by sales, sales yeah. everything we put into it. So, they listen, they, they have a way that they do their rating system. They not only do the 94, but they put, put so many stars added on to that, too. They got a complicated system that they end up doing, too. They're trying to be as fair, impartial as possible. They accept advertising, so they, they may not. Uh, be mm. as partial as we are. When I say we, I'm talking about two guys smoke shop. The Cigar Authority actually doesn't have uh, a Cigar of the Year. We actually take advertising, and I'm afraid that we, that we would be swayed by that. Right. Where it goes as the, the company Two Guys Smoke Shop, we can't be swayed because we actually get charged for cigars. Be- besides getting a sample... We buy lots of cigars. Yeah. We do. buy millions and millions of dollars worth. Last year, we, we bought $5 million worth of cigars. How am I going to, you know, you charge me for them. Right. You get no extra points for charging <laughs> me for them. And until the day somebody gives me free cigars. Nick Perdomo would try to charge you double and yeah. say, oh, no, I charged you double. I should get extra points. Yeah. Or they give you the order back and say, <laughs> come oh back when you're serious. Yeah. Right. That was funny. That worked. We, we gave him a double. We did. I don't know why it worked. Yeah. I wanted it to not work. I got to try that. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. It doesn't work. They don't tell us. We tell them. Five figures there, man. You sure? You want to throw that back? Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a set of cojones on Steve, Steve Saka. Saka. Yeah. Man. But that, that's, uh, that's what it does. So uh, very interesting, uh, this ashes to ashes. Ashes reveal a lot about a cigar, uh, things that I didn't even know. Some of the things I, I, I knew, but a lot of the stuff I didn't know. So uh, ashes reveal a lot about cigars. It, um, an ash controls the burn and temperature of a cigar. So the longer an ash is on the cigar, the less oxygen reaches the burning end of a cigar. Therefore, it, pre- it reduces the temperature and cools the smoke down. Which ah. also, if you think in terms of the sugars in the leaf, that's what you're fermenting to create sugars in the leaf. Those sugars burn best at a lower temperature to be able to release the sweetness. You're caramelizing the sugar Correct. versus pulling on it so hard you set it on your really raising that temperature, and you burn the sugars, two different flavors. Kind of like cooking an onion. Very much yeah. like cooking an onion. You go real soft and slow, yeah. and it gets sugary, and you go real hard with a hot flame, and it's just burnt. Different thing. Yeah. Now, 
people have asked me that question before, and I said it didn't have any, uh, you know, do I keep a ash on longer period of time? Is that going to end up changing anything? No. Knock the ash off. What would the difference be? I learned something. Actually, yeah. and it makes all the sense in the world that it, it does. does. So you leave the ash on longer. The burn will become slower. The, the cigar will last you longer, and it will be a cooler-tasting cigar. Okay. Nobody wants a hot tasting uh, well, burn. That is the trouble with Lanceros. Some people would love Lanceros if they could smoke them a little slower. Yep. So uh, the longer the ash, the less oxygen reaches the burning end, which reduces the temperature and cools the smoke. So leave your ash on a little longer. Take your time with the cigar. It's going to burn cooler and nicer. And uh, so that's what I'm going to try to do right now. I'm going to try to do it all the time now. Yeah. Um, it makes a mess when the ash, you know, I, I don't say hold it all the time, uh, especially you're in somebody's cigar lounge and your, your local brick-and-mortar store. You hold the ash for a long time. You make a mess every single time. Nobody likes it. You know, don't be a jerk about it mess. either. Or clean up your mess. But leave it on a little longer than you, you And know, as the or, cigar. Or, or stop flicking the ash off all the time every couple of minutes or something. You also, I, I read that article, you should leave the ash on longer as you get closer to the band versus right at the beginning. Hmm. Early on, you could ash more frequently, yeah, but yeah, as yeah. you get closer to the end, you're dealing it, with all it, that tar it, that's built up. Yeah, and it's, it's burning hot automatically. Automatically. Yeah. Automatically, so the, yeah, especially towards the end of the cigar. It seems people hold the ash early on. Right. You and see then not it much. Automa- and then not much as they go on. Right. So You uh, could change your whole cigar smoking experience by... Following this this little guideline here, absolutely. Good intel, guys. Um, this also allows the aroma of the tobacco to develop. If you hold the ash on longer, the aroma is going to develop differently because the ash is on a longer period of time. The further cigar burns down, the higher the temperature of the smoke, which is what we just said, right? Yeah. As it gets down, automatically the higher temperature of the smoke. Therefore, leave it on towards the end even more than you did um, at the beginning of the cigar. Um, the color of the ash. Um, does that determine anything? And uh, what I knew about uh, the color of the ash is when somebody was smoking a real Cuban cigar, I can usually tell because a, a Cuban cigar burns a lot darker. Uh, the ash is a lot darker. And knowing that, that that happened, that is because of nutrients that weren't in the soil, magnesium, that isn't in the soil in Cuba because they, they just keep planting over and over and over and they don't have um, the same things that other countries have and they just keep over um, planting is what's happening. And, and you look at a, an ash of a Cuban cigar, it's grainy like sand yep. and it's also black. Um, the color of the ash is directly, is directly to the soil and the growing in the fermentation of the cigar. comes from the color of the ash looking at it. Firmness of the ash deals directly with the construction of it. So if something's holding a firm ash like the cigar you're smoking now, it was rolled properly. It has nothing to do with the tobacco leaf, the firmness of it. It's how well the cigar was made. So somebody's got a flaky ash, the thing wasn't rolled properly. Um, it's, it's not holding an ash at all. It wasn't rolled properly. It might be good tobacco. It's just Typically, cheaper cigars, you're going to see that flaking because those cigars, even though they're handmade, the production is rushed. Those rollers may be going three, 350 cigars a day versus something like this where this roller probably did closer to the 200 mark, yeah. really took their time and did it right. There are some factories in Nicaragua, one in particular, I hear that they're rolling 700 cigars a day per pier. Wow. 700. They're banging these things out. These are cheap cigars, yeah. but they're banging them out. <clears throat> Obviously, the construction suffers 
Um, you know, you're talking about a real factory. I mean, these guys are moving like machines in order to pull that off. Uh, typically, you know, there's uh, Nick Perdomo, I know, allows 250 cigars to be made. That's right. it. He wants the construction, and you can see it in the construction. And of the those cigar. rollers sit at the end of their shift and wait for the rejects to come back right. from the draw uh -huh. tester. Yeah. And they will fix their own cigars if they don't draw properly. Hmm. So now we look at the shape of an ash, the shape of the ash. Um, that has to do with non-organic substances in the tobacco that won't burn. When you see a, ah. a cigar not um, ashing rightly, it's you know something wrong, and it's what would be other materials that are burning in there. Interesting. Um, non-organic. What would be a poorly burning ash? You know of, of something that splits. Well, you know, look at the um, cone, at the um, Maduro cigars that are painted and they're um, they dyed. They You're trying it. not to say onyx. I'll say it for you, onyx. You can see that it, it what ends up happening to the ash. You just look at doesn't, it. It doesn't stay square across the it, top. It's the melt, pieces kind of fall and it's kind off of melting, it. folding yeah. over, melting type of ash. Something's in there that that uh, is happening. Um, white ash. High in potassium. Uh, when you see a white, white ash, it's high in potassium. Black ash could be the tobacco is damp, over-humidified, creating a dark ash, um, under-fermented, um, and it won't burn as it should. Someone tried pitching me this week on humidifying agents that hold the humidity at 80% because there are some cigar smokers that like their cigars to be damp. Anything over 75 is starting to produce mold. That's not what you want. That's s smoking burnt mold mm. is very, very bad. You're going to get sick from it. Don't do it. I would rather a cigar 60% humidity a little than drier. 75, than 72, anything over 72. You know, and the, the thing used to always be, what's the ideal situation? You want a soft cigar, 72, 72 degrees, 70, 72 degrees humidity. You're running so close to um, trouble. So then people got smart and said, you know what, 70-70. Because it, it's relative. Temperature is relative. Sure. To, yeah. You know, uh, I'm okay in the 60s. Um, everything. It's going to burn better. I talk too much. So a cigar goes out at 72. You don't take a puff every minute or so. It's going to go out on you. So I like my stuff into the 60s. People that like Cuban cigars, they want their cigars in the 60s also. Uh, because, you know, they come out pretty fresh to begin with. There's yep. not a lot of aging going on over there. So uh, black ash, always, you know, I'm looking at either a cigar that is uh, over-humidified, under-fermented, uh, or it could be a Cuban cigar that just doesn't have enough magnesium in the soil. Um, looking at black ash, you, you actually probably want a, a whiter ash. So this is kind of whiter, right? Yep. Yeah. It's pretty white. Um, Firm ash, we talked about it. Um, it is uh, well-packed. A cigar that's well-packed um, will create a, a nice firm ash. When we play ashketball and we try to flick the cigar and it's holding on real good, it's packed. Uh, when you get a well-packed cigar, actually that, that draws very well, that's an awesome-made cigar. Yeah. You know, you can't barely even knock it off. We had, uh, I think the United Cigar, for example. Yeah. We had uh, Jess Levine on, and she yep. was trying to flick the cigar, and it had a long ash and just couldn't break the ash. So uh, that was a well-made cigar. Um, what else? Uh, underfilled. Underfilled cigar. When, when you have a cigar that's underfilled or maybe a short-filled cigar with little pieces, uh, produces a crumbly, flaky ash. 
So you can be looking at, a, a, you know, the guy sitting next to you and wow. looking at the cigar he's smoking. The band might be off. You can tell so much looking at somebody else smoking a cigar and looking at their ash. You can, you'll know more about that cigar right now than that person would sitting there smoking a cigar. Sure. You know a lot about it. This is the good stuff. You mentioned canoeing. Mm. Okay, canoeing is one side burning and the other side not, not doing it. That's, if you were to turn it sideways, it would look like a canoe, right? right. That's canoeing. Um, that would be on a blended cigar that uses Lajero tobacco, for instance. Um, this is the upper primings of a leaf, the Lajero leaf at the top of the plant, and they put that in there for strength. When that leaf is put into the blend, that must be put in the center of the, of the bunch. If it's off to the side, that's when canoeing is going to happen because that leaf is placed in the wrong place. It burns slower than the, than, um, the lower primings. Therefore, oh. it, it's, you know, you're going to end up having that issue. When you see something have a little teepee on the top of it, most likely it's placed right in the, in the side. It, there's not a problem with it. It's burning a little slower than the other ones. Leave the ash on for a longer time. Let, let it burn cool where you're smoking it, and that'll end up catching it up. Um, tunneling is quite the opposite. A tunnel would be a cone that's inside. That's rolling problems. Um, lower priming tobaccos in the middle. Just the opposite, right? They put a lower priming in the middle of the cigar where it should have been the upper primings in the center of it. So the person that rolled it put it in the, in the wrong order. Uh, amazing that, you know, now you, now you know these little tricks looking at a cigar and you can see exactly what happened. Oh, this, you know, you can be cool. You yeah. can sit there and you say, oh, the roller did this wrong. You know, and, and it's bound to happen, you know, even on a good cigar or something. Tim, it. Yeah. So the guy, you know, grabbed it, and he wasn't paying attention. Somebody said something. Well, he's doing close to 300 cigars a day. Yeah. Cut yeah. him a little slack. Yeah. So this was inside the inside um, Cigar Journal. I thought it was a amazing article. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, this is information that I did I knew a little about, but now I actually know everything about it. And this is this is an issue I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep reading on till till it sticks in my mind, and I memorize these things so I can know and be the authority that I want to be. On the subject, and, and this is uh, Ashes to Ashes. There we go. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Old Fod Freddy returns. Uh, how to be a gentleman and promotions. Um, it's 420, April 20th, marijuana holiday. We got that and lots more live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, 
It's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro is now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better, it is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. 
It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-body taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new, medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced equilibrium cigars? You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I want to ride a horse, not ride a train. This is a horse riding song. Yeah, baby. <laughs> David grabbed the wrong headset as we came. <laughs> well, we were going to have a potential guest, the look, so I wanted to be prepared. The look on his face. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Was priceless. I got gotcha. you. Anyway, uh, smoking Diamond Crown, the Julius Caesar Toro, rated ninety four in Cigar Journal. Uh, great uh, issue. This is. Uh, Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, if you get me learning something, if you get me reading cover to cover, I'm going to save the issue. I'm going to read it again. I haven't done this in years in a, in a magazine. That's how I used to do it years ago when the cigar magazines would come out. Hang on to them. Read them twice. Uh, get some information out of them. And uh, went full circle here. I'm, I'm getting some stuff. Good. Good stuff. That's how I learned how to coach gymnastics. There used to be a magazine called Technique Magazine, and there'd be articles about the different skills. And so in my downtime, I would go out in the gym, and I would practice the skills and do the drills in the magazine, and it became all ads after that. Yeah, yeah. And you just couldn't. Yeah. They didn't have any technique. Yeah, not enough content at all. Yeah, there's plenty of content. Plenty of this. content. This, this is good. Uh, Chuck was asking during the break, touching up a cigar. Is that cool? Absolutely. You should have your own lighter with you, and you should touch it up a little bit. These these fine um, jet flame lighters, pinpoint jet flame lighters. Yeah. You touch them up. You take care of them. You know, you're going to smoke this thing for an hour or so. It's a natural-made product, so that Lajero can wave just a little bit yeah. in the middle of the cigar, and you may have to just give it, a little, uh, give it a little love. Sometimes it catches up by itself. Sometimes you catch it up for it. You help it out a little. You can either add um, a little fire to the side that isn't burning, or... You can lick your finger and wet the side that is uh, burning already low. Right. By just wetting that underneath that, it's going to slow that a little down and catch the other one up. If you happen to not have a lighter with you, you should have a lighter. Have your tools with you. Bring your tools. Bring your tools. You need them. So uh, are we ready for uh, the gentleman's way here? Yeah. Uh, Chuck Morrison. So uh, while you're enjoying life to the fullest, it is important to be a gentleman. How to be a gentleman right now brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Mr. Chuck Morrison. There it is. I got I to gotta hear the music, man. It gets me fired up. It gets me in go. that right state. 
So as Dave said, this is the Gentleman's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provides clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. So guys, and this is a great segue. I, I swear, Dave has been looking over my notes for the Gentleman's Way. Not you at all. send them to him beforehand? Not at all. No, but maybe I should. He's nailed it. It's, it goes, it's in direct alignment with today's topic. What defines an educated man? The number of degrees he has, the size of, uh, of, of his vernacular, his vocabulary. Mr. Jonathan's been hitting home runs today. So the size of his junk. How many books he's read. His wallet. While these qualities that constitute an educated man can be debated, Commander Edward Whitehead, in his book, How to Live the Good Life, says an educated man has been defined as one who can entertain himself, entertain another, and one who can entertain a new idea. So let's break this down real quick here. Okay. Entertain himself. Only those who want everything done for them are bored. Billy Graham. The educated man is able to lose himself in any task, hobby, conversation, or book because he has developed his powers of focus and concentration. When people are bored, it's primarily with themselves, says Eric Hoffer. Of course, these days, with an iPhone always at hand, amusing yourself isn't very difficult. Anyone can surf or text the board, uh, the board away. Anyways, the real test for modern, educated men is the ability to entertain themselves when technology isn't available or socially acceptable. So, can you entertain yourself in a boring meeting? I'm entertaining myself right now. <laughs> while camping, <laughs> while conversing at a dinner party, or while doing a radio show. Yeah. The educated man can and does it by retaining one key factor, curiosity. The educated man is incessantly curious about the world around him and other people. In any situation, he sees something to learn, study, and he observe. He wants to get more educated. That's the educated it, man wants to be more Absolutely. educated. The uneducated man does want, wants to be less educated, and he's doing a good job of it. As I like to say, yeah. go from being a know-it-all to a learn-it-all. Yeah. Number two is entertaining a friend or others. The educated man is the life of the party, the man who keeps the conversation lively and knows how and when to be engaging. He is able to do this because of his education and, most importantly, his experiences in life. The educated man has an arsenal of stories about his travels, his endeavors, and his life. And he's up to date on the latest news and breaking stories. Uh, no matter the demographics of the group that he's within, he knows a story that will appeal to the masses. Finally, he can entertain a new idea. Open-mindedness. So just like Dave's been talking about this whole show. Sounds simple, right? Well, because of what research calls... The backfire effect, whenever we're presented as humans with evidence that contradicts our existing beliefs, instead of changing those beliefs, we become even more entrenched in them. Now, this is known as the confirmation bias. I did some research on this. Okay. It actually makes us seek out and only pay attention to information that confirms our pre-existing notions, while information that might contradict our beliefs and our, our, our values. What we believe to be true, essentially, will go right over our heads. Most people stick with a less sensible or desirable opinion instead of choosing something better, simply because they've already invested more time, perhaps money, or emotion into their present belief set. In other words, our unconscious mind sees our own personal ideas and beliefs as great treasures and anything that competes with those ideas is a loser for example if you look at the brain scan of someone this is really fascinating who are listening to a political argument that contradicts their own position the blood in the part of the brain responsible for rational thought is depleted and is not replenished until that person hears a statement that confirm that confirms their current wow. position 
Wow. When confronted, so this is why I go raving mad when I hear idiots talk on the radio. When confronted with new ideas. Oh. headache. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is why. It's scientifically proven. When confronted with new ideas, your brain literally closes up shop and throws down the blinds until a friendly and well-known visitor knocks at the door. Even if it's yourself? Right. <laughs> Can you say, I got to say this? I can't stand sure. it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll still be a gentleman by interrupting and going, wow, you're way off base. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> all this is to say the ability to entertain new ideas does not come naturally. Entertaining a new idea doesn't necessarily mean accepting it and changing your beliefs every time you're presented with a different take on things. As it's been said, be open-minded but not so open-minded that your brain falls out. You should entertain an idea in the same way you entertain a guest. If, after getting to know them, they turn out to be a bad apple, you just don't hang around them anymore. The educated man has an easier time in seeing this as his varied experience and studies have shown him curiosity is king and there is always something new to learn. Absolutely. An educated gentleman entertains himself, not like Mr. Jonathan, not in that, not in that way, not in that oh, way. Okay. Uh, entertains others, yes, Dave, in that way, and one who can entertain a new idea. Here we go. Gentleman's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you Debonair? And Phil from Debonair, he's a very entertaining guy. Very entertaining. Very. Very learned, yep. yet also curious and will listen when someone has something to say. There's a, there's a Debonair guy. He's the Debonair guy anyway, but he is, uh, yeah. he's got a story about whatever you're talking about. Oh, uh, baseball. Oh, let me tell you, you know, real good stuff. Yeah. There's something for everything. I'm like, wow, the guy's got a story and for everything. You know what? I, I asked him one time. I found a, uh, a thing. He's, he's a stickler for everything being perfect. And so I said, if I found something about one of your debonair cigars that wasn't absolutely perfect, would you want me to tell you or would you want me to just keep it to myself? He says, I absolutely want to know. And I said, well, they forgot the date stamp on one of the things. And he goes, all right, that'll never happen again. And he went and revamped whatever it was that, was, that went wrong where they missed one. You, yeah. Do you ever know? You take, the, you take the band off of Debonair, the date stamp is in the band of every single cigar. The Debonair sponsor, man. Of course I know this. It, people do it, you know, and not many people do it, but some companies put it on the bottom of their boxes. We were talking about Cuban cigars. Yeah, yeah. They do it in some secret code that's on there that I know how the code works too, <laughs> but there's a secret code. He actually puts ah. the date, boom, right on there. And no make-believe date and stuff. These are up-to-date codes Time that are stamp. on there right now. You're looking, you don't, you know, you're not looking at old cigars because they, they haven't been around that long. But here they are. Now, that's going to be interesting years from now. You yeah. put the cigars aside. You don't know till you take the band off, which you should, by the way, take the band off as the cigar heats up. It warms up. You got deep into the cigar, and it's a big band on it. So you, you, you're you going to have to eventually take the band off if you're going to enjoy right. this thing all the way down. So. As the cigar's going, after it heats up, after a while it's warm enough, you want the glue to get a little uh, loosened up, you take the band off, and there's a little surprise for you in there. The date they made the cigar. The date they packaged the cigar. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's on there. I like it. You know, I remember taking it off the first time, and I say, oh, this is very interesting. But, Jonathan, you had uh, one. One that didn't have the date on it. I took a picture of it and sent it to him. He and I talk on Facebook on the regular now. So uh, he said, uh, yeah, absolutely, I want to know. Anything. Cool. Wow. So, uh, cool. Uh, we know Old Fart Freddy had a birthday. Old Fart Freddy. You know, uh, while I got you on that birthday thing, um, birthday's today. Uh, Which April, day? April 20th. Okay. Today, Saturday. Yeah. April 20th. Um, it is uh, It is. 420, which is the marijuana day, right? 420. Do you know about that? I'll get into that later on. But also celebrating their birthday on today it's funny how, you know, the astrology says people are all the same. 
So you look at birthdays, and they say, oh, because people born this day will all be the same. Right. So if your birthday is today, April 20th, do you know who you share a birthday with? Adolf Hitler was born today in 1889, died, they say, 1945, the dictator of the Third Reich, Nazi Germany. Adolf Hitler's birthday. So that's Is rough. your birthday today, Mr. Jordan? It is not. Okay. Um, George. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> T- Takai. George Takai, 75 years old. A, uh, Mr. Sulu from Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Okay. Imagine he got the same birthday as, as uh, Adolf Hitler. That's things. Carmen Electra from Baywatch. Carmen Electra married yeah. Dennis Rodman. Today's her birthday. Uh, how old do you think she is, Common Electric? Today? Good question. I'm going to go fast here. 42. 50. 40. So she hit 40. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she, she was young in the day. I mean, uh, I'll have to Google her after the show. See uh, how she looks. The late, great Luther Vandross. Yeah. R&B singer, nicest oh, guy in the goodness world. Gracious. Uh, died in 2005. Best song by Luther? DJs? You guys got something? I'm I don't even know one. Blank. I don't even know one of his songs. Now and Then? Yeah, great. Um, I got down here. Uh, my, my wife is the Luther Vandross fan of all fans. I, I've been to a few of concerts. Great library of, of songs. Uh, Dance with My Father. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Fairly new song. Uh, 2003, yeah. Yep. Clint Howard. Do you know who Clint Howard is? Yes, I do. You do? I do. This is somebody I bring up every time I'm watching a movie, yep. and I say to my wife, hey, who's that? I love it, man. On, on the screen. And she doesn't even look. She walks by and says... That's uh, Ron Howard's brother. Yeah. Oh. Who, if you want to see a great movie with Clint Howard. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Ice Cream Man. Oh, okay. really? I don't know that. Oh, my God. He's in a lot of stuff. He, you know, his brother makes sure he gets Paolo, in uh, everything, he's, yeah. everything yeah. that he's in. But um, he's in a lot of stuff. And he's just a guy in the background or whatever. But I, you can't help but notice him. He's got that sure. look. Yeah. So, uh, t- uh, 53 You will years love old, it, Dave. Three years old today. Um, How old? 53. And uh, Crispin Glover, you don't you don't know who that is, right? Danny Crispin Glover's Glover? brother? No, yeah, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> he and we, when we we touched on it earlier today. Uh, Back to the Future, 1985. Uh, this guy was nominated for a Saturn Award for that movie, and he was George McFly nice. in that movie. I don't know if he ever did anything else, but he's 48 years old today. And uh, Dandy Don Mattingly, 51 years old, New York Yankees captain, first baseman, batting champion. Uh, also celebrating the same birthday as Adolf Hitler. So there's nothing to that astrology thing because these are all nice, nice people, and uh, they got the same unfortunate birthday as that dictator, worst guy in the world. <laughs> I'm glad you Adolf said Hitler. tater. Yeah. As <laughs> uh, Adolf Hitler anyway. So, uh, but it is, uh, well, without further ado, it's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy to talk about paying your doctor a visit. Let's hear what Freddy has to say. Nowadays, you go in for a physical and the doctor will probe you orthoscopically. He will use the smallest of cameras and be oh so gentle. In my day, the doctor's nickname was Catcher's Mitt, although he never played baseball. And if he couldn't tell why you had a sore throat by sticking two fingers in your butt, well, then you must be faking. It toughened us up because we were men. <laughs> Nowadays, there is a pill for everything, and the side effects are often worse than what the sickness is. In my day, there was only one cure, whiskey. Whiskey cured everything from toothaches to diarrhea. Why? Because we were men. Yeah. 
Nowadays, there is this thing called ED, or erectile dysfunction, and there's a pill for that too. In my day, we called it HFWS, or horse-faced wife syndrome. Yeah. And the cure was either a paper bag of the three W's, whiskey, whiskey, and even more whiskey. Here we go. We were men. We were finger-taking, whiskey-drinking, horse-face humping men. <laughs> Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. Try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, and some are not. I seem to have a thing about horses these days. <laughs> <laughs> Old Fod Freddy, who also celebrated his birthday this week. And uh, we'll, we'll see him tonight anyway, right? We certainly will. segment ever. Old yeah. <laughs> Old Wait till you hear. Aging room, thank you. Wait till you hear next week's. It's it's half done already. Yeah. Freddy is on an absolute tear. He likes it. And people come in and say, Old Fod Freddy, and he's okay oh, with he's, it. So that's he's good. He's becoming a cigar celebrity. So Freddie works at the Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. You're ever uh, in that shop, please make sure you go up to Old Five Freddy and say, and uh, I hear you on the cigar. As with old ours. as he is, he knows he hears your name one time and he uh, remembers who you are for he's awesome ever. Now. Yeah. He, forever. He's been with us, my God, he's gotta be fifteen years now. Wow. He's been with us a long time. So and he's been in the cigar business basically uh, I'd say half his life anyway, he's old. So it's got to be <laughs> every single day. Yeah. <laughs> every single day smokes a Padron. Every yeah. day. Every day. Good for him. Nice. I'm I'm buying, so why not? <laughs> he's got to bounce around a little so he knows the. He bounces things. around very little, but yeah. <laughs> when he's tired of uh, of trying other people's stuff, he goes back to his Padron. It's yeah. what he likes. And I find a lot of um, people that retire in this business. I said it before. Yeah. Um, they work for other companies. And then they end up buying cigars from us after. They sell us cigars for years and years, and then they turn into customers. Some of them start off as customers, and then I end up buying from cigars from them. Some of them end up in the cigar business and later on buy cigars from us when they retire. Um, and I would say the most bought cigar from these other people, they don't go to the brands. that. But you know what? They've been smoking them for years and years. But they yeah. become diehard Padron smokers. It's... Uh, it's the most common allergy it's the thing. Safe, it's the safe place to go. Padron doesn't play games. Yeah. They don't, they don't talk trash about people. They keep to themselves. It's the safe place to go. You're not offending anybody. And you can't argue with their consistency. Yeah. Right. Right. They are the patriots of cigars. Yep. So uh, new, new patriots, not, not old patriots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, can, uh, we have problems smoking cigars everywhere. Everywhere, uh, even outdoors, uh, we have problems in our own stores that there's complaints. Um, there's a new cigar bar that opened up in, here in Salem, and they're attached to another building, and they get complaints from the people in the other building. Um, you know, ah, we, we smell a little bit of smoke, and we hate it and whatever. Um, today is, 720, is 420. 420 um, is a term that is used primarily in North America to refer to the consumption of cannabis, marijuana, um, and a way to identify ourselves as cannabis subculture, the people that uh, are into it. They're all about 4.20. It could be 4.20 p.m. It could be the big day, which is today, 4.20. That, uh, let me tell you, there's a lot of stoners out there today. Uh, they certainly are. They're, out, they're out there. In, uh, they're Careful obser- driving. They're observing uh, 4.20. And can you imagine today at 4.20 p.m.? They, every one of them is going to take a toke or two, right? 
The earliest use of this term began in a group of teenagers in San Rafael, California, in 1971, calling themselves the Waldos because their choice hangout spot was a wall outside the school. This is where this came from, kids in school, high school kids. Uh, The group used the term in connection to a fall in 1971's plan to search for an abandoned cannabis crop that they have learned about. The Waldos designated the Louis Pasteur statue on the grounds of the San Rafael High School as their meeting place at 4.20 p.m. as their meeting time. So they, poor Louis Pasteur. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the guy did so much yeah. for everybody, and this becomes uh, what, what he's known for is the place where yeah. uh, you, you get the marijuana plant and where we're going to hang out and get stoned. Uh, the Waldos returned to this plant as phase 420. Lewis. Interesting. So it's phase 420 Lewis, Louis Pasteur. Uh, multiple failed attempts to find the crop eventually shortened their phase to simply 420. So they had to actually go there multiple times to see if this thing was there. It's not there. Could it take more than four seconds? I don't, I don't think that they were expecting the plant was going to be growing where the statue was. Okay. I think that they were meeting there to go try to find the plant. And they were Probably stoned. Planted, they weren't finding anything. <laughs> Probably planted in a, in, a, in a valley somewhere between mountains. So they met there and went and hiked. This is what it sounds like to me. Are you stoner smart or stoner stupid? Uh, which called for the 420 uh, social acceptance hour. It, it, is, it is nationwide right now that this is what, what it's known as. Um, and um, the phase got even bigger with Grateful Dead followers. Uh, who links to the city of San Rafael. So this observant of April 20th evolved a subculture in North America where people would gather to consume uh, cannabis or marijuana. It continues on. And um, right now in Boston, as much as the craziness has happened, there's a festival going on there. You know that's happened in California in a big way. There's probably people observing it down at the statue in San Rafael, California. Well, it's a big deal, and nobody's doing anything about isn't it. Isn't it legal now in Mass.? Ish. Legal-ish. I don't, if you, you get a fine. Let me tell you, if you go to Boston Common where they are right now and you light up a cigar, you are in big trouble, my friend. Why? Because there's no smoking. But there's nothing happening to those folks down there in Boston Common smoking pot You can't right smoke now. a cigar no. in Boston no. Commons? No, you cannot. You can't smoke a cigar in Central Park, which is an awful lot of mileage. Come on. Nope. There's lots and lots of places outdoors that you can't smoke Let's Cigars, look at this less. But you can smoke pot. Let's look at this less as a negative and more as a positive. If they're going to allow people to smoke pot in the park, then we've got a foot back in the door, a thing that we can argue, and a way to get back in. It's not necessarily that it's negative. We don't want pot smokers being gone after. I think of all things, you can't drink a beer in the park. Of all things, pot should be the next thing legalized, and they should stop busting people's chops. Throw it's okay little, with me. Throw a little tax on it. And leave us cigar smokers you know, alone. You know what? I don't, I don't like that. Everybody ends up saying that. Throw a little tax on it because you don't smoke pot. I don't smoke pot. Throw tax on it. Don't throw tax a on it. A little tax. I don't mind paying taxes. I don't mind paying taxes at all. I mind paying exorbitant taxes for no reason. Smokers are already paying too much. The funny thing about pot smokers is they're against smoking too. Yeah. They're against smoking. They smoke pot and they're against smoking cigars. And listen, I'm not a cigarette smoker. Smoke all the cigarettes you want. Paul Schlossberg was lighting up a button here. Good. He, he actually went out into the uh, hallway, and you said, Paul, you can 
Yeah. You can smoke in my office. It's fine. Hmm. They're just used to it. Right. Used to being by themselves and stuff. The thing about a cigarette smoker, he's a cigarette smoker. He's going for hypnosis, trying to end up stopping. You were a cigarette smoker, yep. trying to stop. There's nobody trying to stop smoking cigars. No. You put the cigar down, you stop smoking cigars. That's it. <laughs> I do it three times a day. Yeah. No, but, you, you know, there's no addictive quality to it. I don't know if there's an addictive quality to pot smoking. I have old friends that are stoners from way back when, and they still are. To this day? Yeah. And their life is ruined. I mean, they're, they're brain dead. Uh, too much, too much uh, um, changing your brain. I mean, it, it certainly does something to it. Too much drinking, too much, uh, too much of anything. But uh, a couple of cigars a day. And you know what? Go out in the park. Go in. What's wrong with that? Not at all. Nothing yeah. at all. Get some fresh air. So anyway, that, that, that's what it is. And I got uh, raising taxes. I got a whole stories on that. We'll save that for next week of um, the Obama plan to raise tobacco taxes. And uh, some uh, The Atlantic that put a good article out here on why it's a bad idea. Uh, they, they gave four reasons. I got 400 reasons, but uh, they gave four. We'll get to that next week. And next week, uh, Mr. Jonathan versus Mr. Jonathan. There is only one Mr. Jonathan. I'm like the Highlander. There can be only one. I can't well, wait. If he jo- starts calling himself Mr. Jonathan, he already does. To, we're going to have to fight swords. Mr. Jonathan Carney from La Flor Dominicana. He does uh, all of New England and New York. And uh, he is Mr. Jonathan out there. I don't know about that. Yeah, well, we'll see. He says he's got what it takes. And uh, he, is, right. he is Mr. Jonathan. You know what? Can, I, will take, I will take all comers. Can yeah? There, can there be only one? There can be only one. Okay. There's only one share, right? That's it. Is there a second share? No. Cher Smith. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Cher Pedern, but a uh, French swing dancer. Really? But uh, that's all I got for that. All right. So uh, Two Guys 28th Anniversary, uh, September 25th. We brought a little attention to that. Um, tickets will go on sale May 4th, which is not next Saturday. It's the Saturday after. Yes. Uh, that'll be crazy. Out of uh, control. We're going to sell uh, all the tickets in one day. That's the plan anyway. Uh, if you want to come to it, please be around the store on May 4th. Are we going to take phone calls that day? Second day we, we allow phone calls, but you've got to come into the store. Or Monday if there's any tickets. Right. So you come into the store. Come in the store. Come in the store. Um, if it's somebody like um, an old friend in Canada, let's say, and his, uh, his name's Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> I would take care of Rudy. Yeah. You'll take care <laughs> Rudy, of those. You can Rudy take... would be my guest anyways. He doesn't have to buy a ticket. All right. Beautiful. Um, so anyway, that's in two weeks. Uh, next week is Mr. Jonathan versus Mr. Jonathan. We're going to do that show from where? That'll be from Seabrook. From the Seabrook location, and that'll be the... La Flor Dominicana Mystery Cigar. Correct. And the only chance you're going to have to get that. So that uh, is next week. And uh, until then, we're going to smoke uh, La Flor Dominicana next week. So yeah, we are. we got that going on, too. So uh, how are we doing here? We're doing all right? Uh, so be sure to tune in then. Uh, so for Chuck Morrison by our side, Mr. Jonathan, I am David Garofalo. Thank you once again for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And you've learned so much today. You have. I hope that you just keep in mind one thing to keep the lit end out of your mouth for crying out loud (laughs) 
Chuck Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady, too. Desperado cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado cigars. Lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear? tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven. 